0: The following is a paid program and does not necessarily reflect the opinions of the staff or management of visionary related entertainment. Aloha, Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh Porter here. And Jason Verhart. Welcome to the Solar Coaster. Solar
1: coaster. We had a disagreement, but what's the what's the show number? This is 56,
0: correct? Possibly 56. <laughs> possibly 56. So this is the uh, real estate episode. This is kind of like a really uh, you know a content area that's uh, near and dear to solar because you te- typically don't have solar unless you have a house under it for the most part. And so we have a great guest, a couple of guests uh, in studio and calling in. So we're here with a good friend, longtime friend, Amy Webb. Welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for coming in.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: And we're really excited to uh, learn about your background and to talk a little bit about Elite Lending. That's your organization, right?
2: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Okay, great. So we're going get to get to know about uh, that. And Amy, you and I know each other from our mutual acquaintance, Emily Erickson. right? Yes, we do. Over the yes. years, right? And uh, yeah, she was just on the other
2: day. And you know what? I have to just give a special thank you to Maui Solar Project. All the years I've hit you guys up for charity money right. to, <laughs> to support the, uh, the Realtors uh, Presidential oh, Scholarship right. yeah, Fund for yeah. the, the high school kids. Yeah. You guys always donated. Money, time, support. Oh, thanks. So thank you.
0: That hits me in, uh, right here. So, <laughs> thank you so much for saying that. Actually, you're going to get a chance to thank Eddie, too. My previous partner, Maui Solar Project, he's calling in. He's uh, kind of transitioned into an area related to real estate and solar. And he's got a lot to share. Eddie's always kind of a, a teacher of sorts. He's always there. He's actually taught me a lot of what I knew about solar. Uh, and uh, he's going to tell us now all about his uh, his his uh, his experience uh, now in this new area of valuing solar for real estate. So we're going to be able to hear from him shortly. We also have a Solar Anthony, and again, this is, uh, you've been around for a little while now, right? Yeah, Yeah,
3: this is seven months going on, pretty much, yeah, so.
0: You've been on like half a dozen or so shows, easy, maybe more, right? Solar coast. Yeah, it's, all, it's old hat for you right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've
2: passed the test. Yes.
0: thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then we, um, so we are, uh, and of course, uh, Anthony here uh, is a uh, big island, uh, Hawaii island, uh island. Uh, former resident, he has family there, so he's lots to share with us about his experience there and also some things that are happening related to the eruptions. Uh, so we'll be able to touch on that in our news and events section. So we got a great show ahead. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, let's get through our housekeeping and we'll jump right into news and events. What do you say, Jay? Sound sure, good? Sure. Okay, so folks, this is The Solar Coaster. We are a renewable energy themed talk show right here in lovely Maui County. You can find us Fridays at 105 p.m. in Kaoi, 11.10 a.m. Uh, we're also on some FM stations. 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 9.10 987 FM Up Country. It is a call-in show. 242-7800 242 is the call-in line. You can give us a call, stump us, ask us questions. Don't ask questions about rates to uh, uh, to Amy. <laughs> <laughs> we just clarified that. <laughs> um, so uh hey Jay, what's going on the website? Is it getting any better these days? <laughs>
1: Website's still there. You can always sign in uh, solar-coaster com. That's solar-coaster com. Uh, you can listen live from there if you're out of the radio service area. I Means anywhere in the world. Uh, we're streaming live sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we, have a, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we will be getting that back up. We're actually talking to the uh, the university to get some uh, some interns in to see if we can teach them uh, how to do stuff, which would, which would be a lot of fun. That would um, be a lot of fun. And then uh, how we found our current guest, actually, <laughs> was uh, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you can actually s- fill out the little form, and it comes right to our mailbox. So if you can't get out your question on air, uh, just go down to the bottom of the website, fill in the uh, information there, and I will promise not to uh, lose your email.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just a little bit of disclosure here. Uh, even on the last episode, we had because we got your email, thank you for emailing in. We oh, get so excited welcome. when we yeah. get an email.
2: I was listening.
0: <laughs> Jay's like, we got a message, and then he, someone, maybe not him, deleted it, Possibly May. Yeah. And then oh, we, was it? We I see went, how it, <laughs> is, guys. Oh. We went on air and we're like, "Hey, whoever was kind enough to email us, then please look." Let well, us I, remembered, know.
1: I remembered. I remembered the first name Amy. It was like Amy, and it was something about real estate. It's like, okay.
0: Um... So there you go, folks. If you email us and we delete it, you actually get on the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what happens at the Solar Coaster. All right. Um, so we've got some great sponsors, and they've kept us on the air for well over a year now. Uh, Maui Solar Project, uh, Tabuchi Electric America, so and Battery, Pica Energy, and Sundrum Solar, uh, these are the companies that are keeping uh, uh, the solar coaster on the tracks. Thank you so much. Yahoo. <laughs> we got some podcasts. Did you cover that already, Jay, the podcast section?
1: Um, actually, didn't. know. Um, if podcasts are your preferred consumption method for uh, talk show radio content, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Tune, and you can download us, take us anywhere you go. We've got over a year of shows, well over a year of shows now, hours and hours <laughs> of content. Uh, but but get on your uh, podcast, just search Solar Coaster, Solar Coaster. Yeah, solar coaster, probably all one word. Some people podcast.
0: Um, you know, that's the way they do it. When I was talking to Eddie about the show, he goes, oh, yeah, I downloaded a bunch of shows. I'm going to listen to them later. So, you know, that's just the way, you know, some folks like to. Well,
1: it makes, like a, it makes a lot of so sense. It. I mean, if, you, if you're jogging, doing something else, I mean, you just take take it with you.
2: I'm a right. podcast junkie.
1: Are you really? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Put them
2: on when I'm getting ready right. in the morning put them on when I'm driving. What is
0: your preferred platform? Do you well, like Podbean have... or, or tune in or iTunes or?
2: Um. Uh, well, I listen directly. Mm-hmm. And I, and I use iTunes. Gotcha. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. We're always trying
0: to figure that stuff out. So
1: well, We're on iTunes. Solar Coaster. Search it. <laughs> yeah. Check
0: out the Solar Coaster on right. iTunes. Okay, okay, folks. Shall we jump into our news and events? we got lots of stuff to talk about today.
1: Yeah. We actually need to get into this quickly. Here we go. All, All right. right. First thing right up. Google launches solar power service in UK. Now, this is kind of – this is really – Unique. I when I first read this title, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> because I really thought Google was getting into like the rooftop solar game. Um, but what it actually is is a tool. Solar, Google is a software development company, and it is a tool to help homeowners save money by switching to solar, specifically by estimating how much they'll actually be able to get from their solar system. So it uses like the Google Earth and Maps data that they've collected over the years, and um, looks at that looks at their rooftop area which way it's facing uh puts them in a general kind of regional category and then kind of models what kind of energy they would actually get out of a solar system which
0: is pretty neat mm-hmm. right so they take the azimuth like the direction of the roof and then they 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 show this is the best area for solar and they say okay that's where how much you would put on and this is how you do it so kind of get just a, like some preliminary modeling basically for all the roofs
1: preliminary modeling it's yeah it's, it absolutely is you definitely will need to, tr- to get a real site survey done you need to answer a whole lot more questions. Someone actually needs to come out. I mean, Google says that their actual their model is so good that it will um, take into account like a single tree that may mm. significantly impact <laughs> your, roof, your roof line with shadow and stuff, stuff like that. The biggest problem I have with this is that Google has a wonderful track record of coming up with some interesting tool and then saying, okay, we're done. And oh. just like leaving it, and just like leaving it there. Yeah, re- remember Google Glass?
0: <laughs> oh sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> remember,
1: well, remember I mean, remember Chrome? Chrome hasn't had an update in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that they're done? They're Going to take off? I, well, I was just sure they'll they'll, they'll, they'll focus on this. Google is um, has a very short attention span. Yeah, well, and the... so they'll develop this tool, and then that'll kind of be it. And what what are what do folks do? next. You know, Some, what, someone else will overtake it over time is what I'm trying to
0: say. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, one of the things that occurs to me, I mean, this show is about real estate and solar, right? So if you're looking mm-hmm. at a home, maybe it doesn't have solar and you wanted to go to this service, you could check it out and you could say, oh, this is what's capable on this home, right? This is what's possible. Sure, sure. Of course, we know here yeah. in Maui, you got to be really careful about understanding what utility programs are available. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to kind of, yep. <laughs> okay, well, this is what's possible from a strictly sun standpoint. And in Maui, it's pretty much all the same. It, you, yep. you can put Solar panels and get loads of energy, right?
2: Maui's like the redheaded stepchild for for anything. It's like it's its own unique little right. microcosm.
0: <laughs> Maui's a trip, right? Maui's a trip. Well,
1: well like, I mean, well, that's what makes it so unique and awesome for solar is because we get to do these
0: things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so that's a, I mean, but in the case of real estate, you know, across the country, I, I suppose that would be a great application. You're looking at a home, you know, you're on a real estate website, you're on a uh, you know, MLS listing website, mm-hmm. you look at it. They can even tune, you know pipe right into this and say, here's what's possible with solar. Here's how that could affect you. That's pretty cool, actually.
2: I think anytime you can give the consumer education um, to do research on their own and and um, get information, that's important. But I also think it's really important to, to talk to a professional.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um,
1: yeah, that, that's very clear. That's very clear in this article that Google is taking no responsibility. It's it's basically just an estimate. Um, Jonathan Marshall from the Energy and Climate Intelligence Unit, which is really cool government agency title in I love that the title. UK. Well, I that was a great <laughs> Yeah, right. <title>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're from the UK obviously. And um, it says it's it's basically just a speed check to see is it worth your time and if you're you're basically someone gets like half tempted to do it well if you're half tempted you're probably more tempted you're, you're mm. a lot more tempted than not at all right oh these so guys are just selling
4: solar leads
0: that's what this is yeah. about yeah. okay forget it
2: yeah. <laughs> it's Zillow for solar <laughs> <There you go.
0: laughs> these guys are going to just be the general lead that's, source that's, yes. that's going to be the back
2: end for Google for you guys alright
0: yeah. good for Google they found another way to make some more money Thank you. Right. okay you want to jump over to uh, to uh, some manufacturing conversations, Jay.
1: Sure. Talk What's about going on. You, you like you like you like talking about talk factories. Good. Take um, this one.
0: Oh, geez. So <laughs> Hanwha Q Cells decided to, which is a you know a, a well known. Uh, organization, well-known uh, PV manufacturer uh, out of Korea, right? Yeah, they're a Korean company, Correct. and they um, we've used them over the years. Hanwha's been kind of a, a you know a standard company, and they they have a you know great background. They've been around for like 50 or 60 years or whatever. They've been around for a long time. They've decided to build a 1.6 gigawatt uh, factory in the United States, mm-hmm. and they're kind of following suit because there's a lot of other uh, companies out there that are um, deciding to put in uh, factories. And then the big question is, geez, was Trump right? All the time about these uh, these tariffs. Did the, yeah. the 201 do its job? Are we getting are we getting a, a you know a, a rebirth of manufacturing via solar and PV in the United States? Jay, what say you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i say
0: um
1: first of all this is a module manufacturing company it's going to be in, located in whitfield uh, county in georgia um mm-hmm. but it is just manufacturing modules so the actual silicon cells mm. are still going to be coming from overseas uh, okay. there is there the, the, this is the trick and the, the, the language of the tariff specifically states that you c- the first 2.5 gigawatt of cell only cells only that you import in the U.S. Are exempt, are exempt from Terra for anybody. Mm.
0: Okay, so they're not doing like crucibles and and, and, and making cells or any of that no, stuff. They're not, they're uh, just... No,
1: they're not. No, abs- not absolutely not. They're they're making the cells where they may they've always made the cells <laughs> and they're just slapping the module the frame on the module together and doing some soldering in georgia um now that's that's not a bad thing first of all uh because obviously there are jobs attached to that not only just the the direct jobs of running the equipment to manufacture these modules but also uh importation transport security facilities management i mean all these all these things that that come into play when you have a, a, a factory a facility in the u.s um however it's it's tens of jobs not hundreds or thousands of jobs.
0: Okay, so it's not going to have any major impact.
1: It's, it, I don't see it having a huge impact. Uh, and, and, of course, the money goes back to Hanwha in Korea. So...
0: So it's kind of like a, just a mechanism to take full advantage of the of the, the exemption with the cells. That's really what it is.
1: Yeah, and, and that's exactly what they say in the article is that there's a direct quote that we plan to leverage the full, the full exemption. We
0: are planning to make full use of the 2.5 gigawatt tariff exemption for solar cells in the U.S., end quote. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so so that's the quote. Yeah, right there.
1: <laughs> we, are, okay. we are leveraging this. Okay, that, so that's, that's a strategy. It doesn't give us a bunch and, of new
0: jobs, but, uh, yeah, you know, there's something No, and,
1: and, that's, and that's why it kind of rolls right into our next article. This was sent in by by Andre Richter, who's a, a longtime solar coaster fan, as well um, from Meyer and and this this whole article on PV Tech is why Trump shouldn't revel in the latest U.S. solar manufacturing expansion, and it, and it's talking about exactly this. Um, Han was the latest company to, to take up gigawatt scale manufacturing. We already talked about the fact that it's they're not actually manufacturing here; they're just assembling, assembling some yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, and and it's th- these. Cells that are coming in are are pretty much I mean it's the same thing so there's no real benefit the problem is we've been hit by this and you've seen it over the, the entire year especially in the utility scale market where a lot of projects have either been put on hold or completely canceled because the math no longer works when you have this this huge tariff on um Cells and they need tons and tons of, of panels to, for the utility scale stuff so you can't import enough <laughs> you can't import enough cell only to support that market um, so we've lost a tremendous number of jobs in um, the utility scale assembly build outs and then management over time so so I think I think those job those job losses far, far outweigh anything that would have been um, generated by right. the, uh, the, the actual factory being located Right, the, yeah, and Cypress
0: US. Creek says in the in this article towards the tail end the Section 201 trade case, has had a detrimental impact on the broader solar industry. We're seeing a significant number of projects delay, contemplate canceling their construction starts due to higher price modules, period. So uh, that seems to be a pretty well-accepted reality. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, well, it was, we, we had talked about it we, even before the tariff was nice. what had gone through. Uh, we talked about it a lot with SIA and, and other folks over there. And this is exactly what they predicted. And they, unfortunately, they were right. Right. <laughs> so we've net right. that, that loss of thousands of jobs in general, and they are harmful to the U.S. solar market. So, mm-hmm. the, the, talking about the tariffs, referring to tariffs specifically. Bummer.
0: Bummer. Well, let's move over to stocks and then let's <laughs> roll right through this. Uh, we got um, our guest on the line, so we're excited to talk to him. So, what's going on in Wall Street with solar stocks? We, 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 we went over this briefly just a moment ago. It looks like some <laughs> of our, our buddies are doing pretty well
1: well we talked a lot a lot of these companies it's kind of interesting but the the title it's a green tech media article uh it's been pretty good year so far for solar stocks if you are an investor um go check out some of these companies see what's going on uh some of them have been quite low and i mean like really uh dangerous because the sun edison uh implosion and uh and and of course, in the residential space, you are aware of a number of bankruptcies of, of small to mid scale installers. You know, having having real trouble out there. Yeah. Um, but but lately, things have seemed to turn around. We've gotten really good data. Um, Marco uh, sent us uh, installer data, right? Man- Marco, From, Marco
0: Mangelsdorf, yeah, the fellow that does all the data mining here in Hawaii. Data mining. Uh, uh, yeah, so yep. we're seeing uptick uh, in sent- permit polls basically throughout mm-hmm. Hawaii.
1: Right, so it means people are buying, or at least trying to buy, um, solar systems for for residential. Um, but there's a number of stocks to look at. Solar Edge being one. We've talked to the Solar Edge guys. Uh, very cool, interesting stuff. They do um, a huge, huge amount of both. Um, what is it? Solar Solar Edge, the the inverter side things, and and um, Solar Edge.
0: Yeah, they're doing and, a they're doing a bunch of stuff right now.
1: Yeah, but now but now they're into the virtual power plant kind of market. Yeah, these and guys
0: seem to be that, diversifying, right? So, like, they got VPP, right. they got electric vehicle charging, they have... Uh, DC you know,
1: optimizers. Yeah,
0: storage. <laughs> They're actually, I was just yeah. talking with, uh, I'm trying to remember if this was confidential or not, I was <laughs> just talking with one of the reps <laughs> and, he, and he was like, he was well, talking don't about... don't say it, don't get yourself <laughs> no, in trouble that's, here. No, but that's the interesting stuff. I mean, you know, <laughs> anyway, I, know, I, know, I won't say course. his name, right? So yeah. it, they basically, they were talking about all these different technologies. The virtual power plant has been kind of the domain of, like, Sonnen battery, the Germans, mm. or Tesla. test Near that, right? absolutely right. And then, right. Um, so now uh, Solar Edge comes out of the blue. Oops, I got to turn my uh, phone off here. Uh, Solar Edge comes out of the blue, and so they're getting into virtual power plant, which is pretty exciting, right? In Australia and then also the US. And that kind of means yep. there's going to be more and more lobbying to kind of allow these things to happen across the United States. Um, and then they're, they they launched and they are shipping their electric vehicle chargers. This thing is really cool, super cool. I
1: do like this toy. Yeah. We saw um, it early in um, San Francisco. it was the Intersolar last year. Yeah. Um, but that, but that but was that was a fantastic shipping display. Right now, right? DC yeah. all the way across. Right into your car. I love that. You just that bolt
0: thing. it right onto the bottom of the inverter, and you boom, you get an electric vehicle charger. You're yep. kidding me. I'm yeah. not kidding you. And there's a. No, Why didn't I ready? have that when I had a leaf? <laughs> it's awesome. And you can <laughs> press a button that says "Charge by Solar not, Only." Not, not only that, it's 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 a high level too. Right? It's really really good. Yeah, it's, it's really really cool. So they're shipping those. Can't wait to install those. And they were actually we we're just talking to those guys about doing that. They're making some major um, movements in the solar in the storage space too. With a 3.8, they they introduced a 3.8 uh, kilowatt uh, storage inverter, like a smaller one. And the reason they did that was they're trying to make it more and more applicable and affordable for the builders to incorporate into uh, California's new uh, compulsory PV rule, right? So they're trying to make the the them, their technology the kind of de facto system for the builders across California when they mm. do building when they build houses now they have yeah. to put solar. In. Well, that, that that
1: partners with the LG battery, correct?
0: It partners with the LG. Yeah, correct. exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to see some really cool stuff coming down the road with them too in nineteen, I think, in terms of you know, really more robust things for storage, maybe larger inverters, more batteries, bigger uh, what do you call it, uh, transfer switches to be able to back up whole houses. These kinds of things are starting to happen. So SolarEdge is just these guys are just a juggernaut, man. They're right? They're they're, they're
1: all they're all over the the market, which yeah. is great. And then
0: Sunrun's um, doing well, of course. The boys Sunrun, the boys Sunrun, in blue, Sunrun's we call a- them.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, Sunrun's a different uh, kind of entity, right? And so this is this uh, the number one rooftop in solar installer. Um, they were down quite a bit, but now they're nearly up eleven dollars share. Uh, but Sunrun's business model is a little bit difficult to understand. They're not just like a normal installer, right? They actually go out and find funding. They're 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 kind of a middleman between. Funding sources and uh, people who want solar, so that they can, so so they basically sell PPAs. Is that the deal?
0: Yeah, I mean they. uh, Yeah, Sunrun (laughs) has local approved installers in different regions throughout the country. They're the largest. Uh, PPA provider or funding kind of provider. Uh, right. And they are profitable as of like about six months ago. So a lot of these companies were kind of trying to become profitable and they are actually profitable if I under, if I remember correctly, about a month or two week, a month ago, we kind of posted that up. Um, so yeah, they're I mean, they're doing like half a dozen kind of st- uh, storage related pro- projects a day from what I understand here in Hawaii. That's, that's mm-hmm. some serious numbers, especially because we're coming out of the slump, right? Mm-hmm. And then about right, 20% right. of their business actually, it's, this is a funded model, like you said, right? They're coming in with funding, and about twenty percent of their model, uh, their business in California incorporates storage, which is unbelievable. I mean, geez, storage was like this on-grid storage was like this kind of fantasy a couple of years ago when the when NEM went away. Right now, it's twenty percent in California. It's unreal. It's like a whole different world. Um, So, and that's and that's the really interesting
1: piece of what they're doing right now is because they are also looking at this this virtual power plant kind of concept, but they have already this massive install base. No way, Sunrise Energy. They're, yeah, they're going to try to leverage that, oh, which is man. really kind of interesting. Welcome to Sunrun,
0: <laughs> your new utility. <laughs> right?
1: Utility, right? Right. All of a sudden they can. Well, all of a sudden they're selling back to the utility as 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 a major provider, Check right? Check that out. That's um, amazing. So uh, right, end well, phase. Yes, yeah, we've had the through phase. Yeah. Yeah. We've, phase is great. Um, we've ta- had the actual uh, just co-creators uh, on the show. Um, they, they, those guys are still back in R and D, and they don't do a whole lot with the front face of the. the, the the, uh, the company, uh, but Enphase was in trouble the last time I, I was really paying attention, right? I mean, they were below a dollar, which threatens if, if they stay there for too long Nasdaq will delist them right oh, that's they, just, the mark. They, they, they get they get kicked out it's right? a okay, dollar right if if you right. if you're below a dollar share um you are you are basically in violation of being able to keep a reasonable share price
0: <laughs> well we had these guys on we had but, uh, Martin and Margu on about maybe 3 months ago or something he's the founders mm-hmm. of Enphase right mm-hmm. that was kind of the yep, initial yep. like micro inverter company that we all worked with yep. since 2000 like, okay. like,
1: yeah they since. pioneered the micro inverter
0: and these guys are brilliant guys and they uh, they explain some of the shifts in their business model and they, they some of the technology they were talking about sounded like science fiction. I mean, amazing right. stuff that's coming out just in about a year. And they just completely turned around their business model. These guys are out of Petaluma, California. The shares are up by what, like from uh, 260 to 585? Well, it was-
1: no, 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 it was yeah, but I mean, it was like I said, it was below a dollar last summer for a long time. It was two sixty at the beginning of the year and now up to five eighty five. people are paying attention to what they're doing because okay. they're so close to really rolling out these uh, new iQ okay. seven so sci-fi as this, you say.
0: Let's do this. let's <laughs> but, let's get... but it.
1: but a lot of it a lot of it comes down to uh, the new CEO. Uh, I, I'm gonna butcher the guy's name, but um, Badri Kothandaraman. Uh, he is I actually have heard some stories of this guy. He's, he's really really cool He's a hands-on kind of CEO in like the best way possible actually an electronics geek a little like me um, like there's there's stories where they got a shipment of transistors that that were not were either mismarked or wrong or whatever else, and he went down to engineering himself and sat down, reverse engineered the things to uh, <laughs> to figure out exactly what so the it's specs were. Good hands-on CEO. Them. Yeah, I mean he's, he's he's right there in the trenches with these guys, making sure that he knows every single part of their business model, and he's, he's really turning the company either. around. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I
0: like it. I like it. Well, let's skip yeah. the other uh, ones. This is a great article, folks. GTM. There they talk about First Solar, SunPower, and Vivint. Vivint's getting his butt kicked, um, and we can yep. learn a little bit more about that if you want to check it out. On Online, okay. Uh, let's just uh, breathe right through Puerto Rico, and other, they, and, and then we'll jump over to Hawaii, and we'll wrap it up. Okay, Jay? Okay. Uh, so Puerto Rico signed
1: another nine hundred million dollar kind No, Puerto Rico, not Puerto Rico, but but actually Prepa, Prepa, uh, which Puerto is the utility, Rican, yeah. um, utility company, right? There, there are Mico, um, Hico, Helco equivalent. Uh, in Puerto Rico, and but they signed another 900 million dollar contract with this with this company, Cobra Acquisitions, uh, based out of Oklahoma, um, to rebuild uh, power grid facilities. Now, the interesting bit about this is that no one knows where the money is actually going to come from. I mean, they're um, they're on the verge um, they, of bankruptcy, they, they, right? Well, they've been on bankruptcy for the last year. Right. Um, they were already they were already having bankruptcy troubles be- even before the uh, hurricane event, and they they really the only reason why they're still being able to do these this is the second contract they've had with with Cobra, um, totaling nine hundred forty-five million dollars previous to this other nine hundred. So that that's almost almost um, was it two. Two billion dollars. Yeah.
0: Well, the takeaway here <laughs> is that potential. Puerto Rico. I mean, this is kind of what how um, fragile a grid can be. You know, I mean, it gets knocked out by all this weather activity. Uh, people don't have power for six months or so. We get a, that even when they got it re-upped and then they, they could lost power again. And now they're trying to rebuild. And there's some complications to the rebuild scenario too. You got two billion dollars assigned contracts. You have a, a, well, a preps on the. We talked
1: about this. Yeah, we talked about this before. The Stafford Act, where they're getting money from FEMA, and that was that was that first nine hundred. Forty-five million million was guaranteed uh, by FEMA to be applicable for credit, because they were rebuilding the existing infrastructure. That's what the Stafford Act requires, is that you rebuild what you had. It doesn't um, allow them to be course, very
0: creative, uh, right? And, and but new smart yeah, right. And, 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 stuff. and
1: ob- obviously, we need a better grid. It was extremely fragile. Um, they can do some hardening and stuff. But it, according to the language of the Stafford Act, they can't get federal money to do that. So they have this new $900 million contract, but uh, to do grid hardening and changing things up, but nobody knows where the money is coming from.
0: Crazy, crazy. Okay, let's just jump over to Big Island have a couple of tidbits here, and then we'll move into our, our in, commercial. In, okay. In,
1: in other dis- in other disaster news. <laughs> <yeah>. um,
2: <laughs> God, you guys, I'm going to go home depressed. Uh, yeah,
4: really. Yeah, yeah, really. It's yeah, all yeah, falling no, apart.
1: No, no, it's no, it's good. Um, but, but this is this is a serious situation. I'm looking at this giant um, from Paradise helicopters and looking at this this um, top down view on the lava, and it's just scary. Um, but evacuation broadens um, to. Um, Was it uh, lower Puna, the the beach road,
3: but the the government
1: road?
0: They were talking about yeah, are, this yeah, morning. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, are you, that, are, have you ever driven that? You know, yeah, that road's
3: that, that road's scary. Um, I brought a work truck through that road one time, and it came back with a lot of scratches. But anyways, but <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, it's it's when it comes to the eruption, it's just a small area. A lot of pers- people perceive that it's from on top, you know, mm-hmm. coming all the way down to the island. You know, I get calls about my mom constantly. Is your mom okay? Is your mom okay? But it's a small area, and in that area, Puna, especially, I've sold um, a lot of PV systems and a lot of sol- solar hot water systems and a couple solar hearts, and uh, just coincidentally, a a friend or a buddy shot a little video of a B&B taken over by lava, and um, it starts off at the front of the house, and you kind of walk towards the back, and then all of a sudden, you see where the structure was, on the hot water system was on it, and then I was on the ground, kind of like melty and you see the water going around the catchment tank, I mean, the, the lava going around the catchment what? tank and kinda of coming up, but there's some videos on there, like people are like on their second story floor, while they look, the lava's at my front door, we're gonna go out the back, and just amazing footage, but I mean, I, I've lived on the Big Island for, Seven years and my mom's lived there as well, too, for that long. And living there, you know that that's a real possibility. I mean, it's if you if you move there thinking, Hey, it's yeah. never going to happen when I'm there, you know, that's that's just the way the INA works. And
0: there's a lot of this is ties into the conversation of real estate, too, which we'll probably jump into after yeah, the I'd break. like but to I mean, hear your opinion how, as well, how too. How, these how does homes that were able Yeah, to, could yeah. you get lending? How to get insurance? And how did this all happen? You know, yeah. so okay, so let's jump into our commercials. And then when we get back, we have uh, Eddie Alberton, my former partner in Maui Solar Project, and now. Uh, he's also involved in some really great stuff with real estate and solar and we're gonna hear all about that from him su- shortly okay so jump right over Gary Aloha and welcome to Maui Solar Project it is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses as Laura tells us Maui harnessed the Sun so as to slow its path across the sky join Maui Solar Project as we harness the Sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org.
4: Tabuchi Electric, a leading worldwide inverter manufacturer, presents the second generation of the Eco Intelligent Battery System, the IBIS. Tabuchi's grid friendly system includes a high efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tabuchi's electric Eco Intelligent Battery System.
1: The Sonen Battery Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonen Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonen Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonen Battery Eco at sonen-battery.com.
0: MIT founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage pika energy own your power to learn more visit pika-energy.com All right. So those were our wonderful com- uh, commercials from our amazing sponsors. Uh, thank you so much for keeping the solar coaster on the air. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys.
1: They, they keep us rolling. We love you guys. Thank you, sponsors. If you would like to be a solar coaster sponsor, go to the solar-coaster.com website, scroll down the bottom and fill us out a little A little email, send us a note as well. Uh, we're always looking for the, for uh, the folks on the, on the right side <laughs> of solar. On the right side
0: <laughs> of solar. Absolutely. Join the team. Join the team. Jump on board. Okay. So we're really fortunate here to have some great uh, guest speakers uh, calling in and, and in the studio, uh, we're going to hear from Eddie Alberton, who is a great friend and a former partner of mine. Eddie, are you on the line? Hello, everyone. How are the, everyone today? <laughs> there he is. There he is. I can't hear. I'm awesome. <laughs> you can't hear. Okay. Uh, hey, Eddie, thanks so much for calling. I'm really excited to have you on the show with us. Now, Eddie and I uh, worked together for many years. Well, How long have we known each other, Eddie?
4: Oh, uh, close to
0: eight years. Yeah, somewhere in that territory, you know, working as uh, partners uh, formerly in Maui Solar Project. Now you're on to bigger and better things. Uh, wh- what are you up to these days? I understand you are involved in a couple of different aspects of the renewable energy industry, yeah? Yeah, well,
4: I'm not going to say bigger and better things, but <laughs> it's a of <hard> Maui Solar <laughs> I, w- part. I was also going yeah. to object to
2: that. <laughs> Eddie, up-leveled. <laughs>
0: there you go, man. Yeah.
2: Um,
4: and I, and I love the fact that, that you're there at the helms keeping keeping that train going so yeah, um, no but um, I, I did go ahead and I moved out here to Southern California uh, back in 2011 um, and continued my love in in renewable energies and moved through a couple different aspects but most recently uh, I am working uh, to build a company uh, based on giving true valuations and uh, uh uh, what do I really want to say? True valuations and inspection reports for existing uh, renewable energy systems for, on real estate for got buyers it. and sellers.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay, so that's where you, that's that's kind of your uh, your new company. Eddie's Eddie's a I would call him a serial entrepreneur, right? He's always building something exciting and new and innovative and
2: multi passionate,
0: multi passionate. And we also I want to take a moment here, Eddie, to also introduce kind of more 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 thoroughly uh, Amy Webb. Now, Amy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and kind of your your company and your organization?
2: Sure. Um, I've been on Maui for over 20 years. And um, gosh, right off the boat or plane, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) um, teamed up with Elite Lending, their mortgage company here. Um, and been doing home mortgages for the last 20 years
0: right okay so these are two kind of pieces of the conversation here right Eddie's Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to um, assess audit understand the value of solar and you're creating uh, you know you're working in the lending environment and financing homes right so these two we gotta have conversations here between these two camps (laughs) right And that's what we're hoping to do here so um, Eddie give us a sense of uh, some of the big rocks here what do you think is important when we think about real estate and solar what are some of the most important things we want to be aware of right out of the gate
4: so i mean the biggest thing is what really what are you getting uh you know either what are you getting or what are you selling because solar by itself i don't think there's any doubt in the industry on either side that there is a value associated with it but at this rate in our industry that value is very arbitrary as it's what does the seller think it's worth what does the buyer think it's worth what does the appraiser think it's worth And really, what what does the uh, bank think it's worth? So, you know, there's really a lot of people that that have different opinions. And there's been some studies over the years done by Berkeley Labs that, you know, a lot of solar companies will hang their hats on in in creating uh, in a sales pitch what the value of solar will add to a home. And, And it's a great basis, but I think that what we'll hear maybe is that, you know, that that really is not true to be seen on all aspects of
0: Okay, so you got but some different. There is opinions. no doubt that
4: there is value.
0: Right, and I mean there are some kind of broad stroke understandings, right, guys? Like in terms of, are there certain percentages? Can you say, hey, if you've got solar in a home, and you know it's you have apples to apples comparison, you're in a track kind of housing area, these houses are basically the same, same square footage, same bathroom, bed, bedroom, same amenities. One has solar, one doesn't. What's the? I mean, is there a? Is there a kind of a clear difference uh, or a generally accepted difference? Does anybody know the answer?
2: That was my number one question, actually, for Eddie, when he said he was coming on the show. (laughs) You know, I I work with agents, and then on the other side, underwriters, and... um You know, I'm always curious, like, what uh, formula and calculations are these agents using, you know, to to talk about the value added And and there's some And there's some
1: unique things here as well in Maui where um, you have NEM that has now been end of life. Oh, yeah. Uh, If you have a NEM agreement, (laughs) that can be transferred to the next owner. And that in itself is very valuable. Seriously, yeah. At least in my my mind.
0: How do you value a (laughs) NEM system versus a CSS, CGS? CGS? One's a golden ticket. If you got the NEM,
3: you got the golden <laughs> ticket. You got like a bronze so. ticket yeah, with yeah. another yeah, program yeah. or something.
0: Yeah. Eddie, what do you think? Are there any kind of like a generally accepted uh, uh, deltas here or differences in price for uh, for a home with a solar system or without a solar system?
4: So so once again, that that's really market driven. So as you said, you know, where where NEM agreements have changed in Hawaii where they're non-existent or in California where we're on the second version of NEM 2.0, uh, there's definitely an inheritance. Uh, value that comes along with an older NEM that has a, a greater return on investment, um, but and, and and appraisers, according to the National Appraisal Association, um, have some leeway and justification, and this would come uh, more from the lending side to see what you know what they're really allowed to do and how much they're allowed to benefit it, and it comes into the standard old, basically the the old guidelines of. Finding comparable houses and mm-hmm. same square footage that do have solar, and trying to really work work it backwards from from that. So, place. Going, so in Hawaii, yeah. it so it's might comps. be easier to Market accomplish driving. something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, I, I, uh, you know, other other places where saturation isn't as high you know, that can be a difficult thing to
0: do. Gotcha. Well, Anthony, you're in the field every day, kind of working yep. with people. What do you see out there?
3: Well, I've noticed from the tax map key, like when you look at a project before it starts, the um, the home value's at a certain price, and then after the system's up, the you know the permits have went through, everything's good, the system's done, there's usually a thirty to $40,000 increase on the tax perspective. Hmm. So um, I've even seen it on the uh, County of Hawaii website where it was even said solar PV system, and it was like $32,000, like in a clear line, like. There it wasn't any kind that of... That sounds
0: like a dollar-per-dollar dollar
3: increase. Yeah, but I, mean, I think it,
2: it's really important for the consumer to recognize that, you know, how the county values your home for tax purposes is not the same right. as mm-hmm. a market value. Right,
0: right, right. right, yeah. right. Key, yeah, key point there, key point. But very interesting stuff. Okay. So um, there's there's some kind of... Un, is, well, I think the, the takeaway there was that we, we are looking at market-driven... That's ultimately come back down to market-driven yep. dynamics, There's right? no standardized equation. Yep. There's no standardized equation, right? Yep. But, but, Ed, yes. w- what are you yes. doing to, 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 to change that? I suspect you're out there driving something a little bit more uh, more uh, kind of uh, consistent or understandable.
4: Yeah, so, you know, as, as just like selling solar is very, very personal and customized per home, um, so should the valuation of, of any given system based on M agreement be – Age of the system, the the, the quality of the installation, uh, how close are the, the inverters to to warranty, um, how how well are the cells There's a lot of handled, factors
0: there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: efficiently producing power, so so we're addressing this from a completely different perspective. That we're 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 looking to be the home inspection company for renewable energy systems mm-hmm. on homes that are going to that point and saying, okay, what is the value of the electricity? that's being produced from this system today. Mm -hmm. And that way we can really levelize and and quantify the value of that solar system at today's market value. And just like an appraisal, I can't speak for what it will do in the future, but based on today. And it really gives the buyer confidence in that they're getting what they're paying for. And then it also gives a baseline for the seller to say, this is really the value that you're getting uh, added to this
0: home. Okay, I got it. So here, here's here. I just kind of started to look. I'm in the process of doing some stuff with some cars. So you go through the NADA stuff or the you know the Kelly Blue Book things, and you get these kind of these analyses of the value of a car, right? And when I think about this, and you're saying, okay, we're starting out with this baseline of what's the value of the energy? That's kind of a, a known thing that can be a, objective, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And that's probably why you're you're mm-hmm. bringing it up as the foundation, right, Eddie? But then from there, you yep. said some other things that were really interesting. The quality mm-hmm. of the installation. Oh my goodness! That's yeah. actually like saying, "Hey, there could be a liability here yeah. rather than an asset, right?" If if it's not a good st- solid insulation, right? Or the uh, like you said, the the inverter life. Are we at the end of warranty on inverters? That means they need to be replaced. That means there's a capital expenditure coming yeah. up, right? And that may or Do may they not. they need
1: to be replaced, or just you mean you don't have well, a warranty, but well, they're still functional?
0: They're still functional. They could go through exactly. That's probably a, a big piece of it, right, Jay? I you don't mean, throw but, your
1: TV away because the warranty's over.
0: True that. True that.
4: Absolutely, but you can. Know that in I mean, in the, it's interesting now in the industry because we are at a point where a lot of systems now and since the rebirth of solar are looking at that 8 to 10, 12-year lifespan. And a lot of yep. those inverters back in those times, central inverters, you know, come with a 10 to 12-year warranty. So, yes, they're going to have a life expectancy of really 15, but then you should, that, that capital expense that you're going to know you're going to have in the next five years, you should not be paying for an inverter that's the same as day one.
2: Right. So
1: you so you know you've got a hundred thousand mile service coming at you.
0: <laughs> exactly. <Mm-mm. laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wow. This is a, this actually uh, opens up a lot of questions. You know it opens I mean it also in terms of uh, expandability right so uh, you know right now like for yeah for example like some I, I we go back to houses that have had solar on for ten years and it might be an old you know hundred yep. and eighty uh, watt panel and you know so, a sunny boy whatever and it's kind of like you know it's at this kind of it's still functioning it's still creating energy that's great there's a hard value to that but then what if this person wants to add batteries what do yep. they got to do for that or what if they want to uh, add some more generation how do they go about doing that these questions are coming up more and more now in Maui today because uh, people are getting electric vehicles or they're having a change in their consumption patterns. They're, they're using more energy, right, uh, mm-hmm. for a variety of things. So it's like there's also just, you know, how, what can they do with this system? Or do they just is it just easier in some cases to pull it off and put in a new one?
3: Well, I mean, a lot of people mm-hmm. are really interested in, you know, lithium-ion uh, battery technology. I mean, people are starting to get the idea like, whoa, I can, you know, put a couple batteries in my house and pretty run, much run 90% of the equipment in there, you know, at all times. So that's going to happen a lot you're going to get these older um, early adopters that did an early end phase product or an early uh, solar edge product and they're going to be like you know look it's time just for me to revamp the system can we use the same footprint where the panels were and you know we always wanted to fill out the other side of the roof what is it going to take right. so depending on mm-hmm. what the utility does you know if they're going to really initiate this nem expansion program we've kind of heard guidelines what the rules might be like but that's how they're probably going to do it they've gotten such a value of what they've already purchased for the last 10 years mm. they're saying listen let's with the money we saved, ramp up, re-up, put batteries there, put an electric vehicle charging, let's do that. I mean, that's that's that whole long debate everyone has. You have an electric vehicle, but it's powered by, you know, oil that we're burning by Miko. You know, how green can you get? So oh. people are just like, wait a second, I can buy a new inverter and I can buy an electric car at the same time and double whammy. And wait, I can hit a button where it only charges from the sun. I mean, that would that would make <laughs> me buy an electric vehicle just to right. be able to have that ability. Right.
1: Wow, have, yeah, yeah, those are really and, they, and, they, are and they do have the button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have exists. the button. so you know
3: that's that's cool. I mean, that's the coolest thing. When you're not at home, your uh, solar panels charge your battery. When you're home, your solar panels charge a car. I mean, right there, you're figuring out a big part of the problem, right? Kind of like incremental yeah. steps yeah. away oh, from absolutely. centralized generation yeah. of, of, uh, of energy.
0: Okay, Eddie, let's let's. Uh, I, there's an area that I wanted to go into, and I know that Amy had a question, but I think it was covered, right? Did you yeah. get the answer? Yep. We well, were trying to get a sense for what the lifespan generally, lifespan of solar was right that was what your question yeah. was
2: yeah i how long does the equipment last is it like kind of standardized right now um, right. throughout the industry or is each each piece of equipment totally different?
0: You know, I mean, I can, it can answer that to a certain degree. You know, it depends on the equipment, but generally speaking, we got 25-year power production guarantees on solar panels. They are solid-state devices. They're pretty much going to last that long, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the, the warranties on inverters tend to be about 10 years. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Eddie, if you're seeing things different now, but about 10 years, and they can be up to around 20 years for some of the inverters that are out there. So the lifespan tends to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the current equipment, probably about two decades. Would you agree with that? Eddie?
4: Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, microinverters, optimizers all carry 25-year warranties, which are great. However, um, warranties and, you know, actual service calls are a totally different thing. Um, uh, But then all central inverters run with a 12-year warranty uh, that you can extend. But expected life of any central inverter is going to be about really 12 to 15 years. Um, 20 probably on optimized systems. And on panels, like Josh said, uh, you know, re- in, in actuality, you see less than a half percent degradation out of that solid state material uh, per year. So at tw- at 25 years, you're still running optimally 85, 90 percent power. Uh, we have systems in, in the field that are, you know, running 40
1: plus years right now. Right, so. right. Sure, sure, but but those are older technology. We, we talk about it pretty much every show, how some new manufacturing technique has upped the uh, efficiencies, and those older panels are going to be in the teens, whereas the new ones are all in the 20s, or best total
0: overall efficiency. So
4: at some point.
0: But if you're getting the energy you yeah, need, it's kind of like, you know. Efficiency, you, yes, yeah, yeah, efficiency
4: simply means power per square foot. Efficiency has nothing yeah. to do with longevity.
0: Right. So, but if you're, I guess if you're, if you're meeting your energy needs, you know, you don't go out and buy a a brand new boiler because it's hotter, right? I mean, you're like, okay, I got hot water, I'm good, right? So, with uh, with panels, it's like if it's producing your energy, then I guess it's doing the job, and if it's working and not dysfunctioning, and not, you're not having to do service calls and stuff. I kind of want to shift the conversation a little bit, though, if we don't mind. Here, the uh, there is a an important thing to consider in terms of um, of real estate transactions, and you know, some people go ahead and buy their systems, a lot of people finance systems, but there's also leasing and ppas so what are we seeing in the um the, the kind of um real estate transaction you know world with leases and ppas do you want to speak to that a little bit for us uh, amy maybe
2: sure that that's actually a, a very interesting question because as you guys all know here we had that big solar boom mm-hmm. where everyone ran out and got solar and then a little while later a lot of those companies packed up and left so um, you had homeowners that you know there was such a a rush to oh my god we can actually you know hurry hurry get our applications in, get solar it's affordable if I lease the equipment Mm -hmm. Um, they they then go to sell the uh, the home and um, they don't own the equipment Mm -hmm. so uh, what is actually happening on that front is the lender if there's been a lien put um, on the property for the lease. Mm -hmm. The lender will go back to um, the solar company and ask that the lien be subordinated. Mm. meaning you know the lenders always going to get their money first right, right, they got right, right. they got to cover their basis but the feedback i've been getting is that the solar companies have um, been very quick to respond with that and it's it's actually going very well there's no problem gotcha. with it. yeah gotcha.
0: so the funders out there they kind of they they do was, was subordination of the lien is that what i heard
2: yeah oh. you know you have to have um who if you have all these different liens on your property and the property defaults who gets paid first mhm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the mortgage is always going to get paid first mm-hmm. and then all the other liens mm-hmm. need to go behind that.
0: Okay, wow. so there's a process in place and it's yeah. working well. Yeah. And so people, generally speaking, would you say that they, they, they should be cautious about uh, uh, liens or are you saying that it's, I'm, not, I'm sorry, uh, PPAs and leases in terms of real estate transactions or is it working pretty functionally right now and it's not an issue?
2: You know, I thought there would actually have been more problems with it, mm-hmm. um, but after speaking with uh, everyone that's working with underwriting, it's it's really not an issue as that's long great. as the solar industry I think is um, not making uh, you know difficult to to move that right. position on the lien, right. and um, working you know, with the underwriters directly on the paperwork that's needed to do that, then we don't see it being a problem. Gotcha.
0: That being said, we see the industry kind of taking a shift away from uh, leasing, third-party ownership, uh, PPAs, power purchase agreements, more towards uh, uh, ownership through, because of the 20-year lending that's becoming mm-hmm. available. So we, people can you know, basically get what looks like a lease, but they own it, they keep the tax credits. That seems to be the way the industry is kind of going across the country. Eddie, what are your thoughts on this topic area here?
4: Uh, I love it. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, everything Everything that, that Amy said is absolutely correct. You know, the, the leasing companies are absolutely behind it. You know, they, they, they have an investment here, too. And the, the people that own the paper at the end of the day are looking to get paid and they don't want to complicate that any more than they have to. Um, but again, this, re- this falls right into line with how do I value that system? There's still an inherent value of a lease system, But how is that, is that value more less or equal to the home down the street that has the exact same floor plan and layout and system uh, that's under an ownership version? You know, there's more overhead costs in an ownership system, as we talked about, uh, capital outlay for parts as they begin to fail that you don't have with a lease. So finding out the ease of transferability of that lease in in the sale of the home um, and then the value of, of that should also be brought into play, which is part of the, uh, part of the things that we bring into the reports that we do.
1: Yeah. I, I would hope it would be pretty simple. I mean, in the case of a PPA, if you agree that, that that's the electrical rate, you the new owner just takes over payments for the electricity, right? I mean, just, it's as well, simple as that. It, they get a it, bill from I a mean, different company.
4: Well, no, I mean, well, yes. I mean, that's as, as easy as a transaction can be, but mm-hmm. that doesn't. Sure. That's not giving the home any more value or, or less value because it has there on there. You know, you can still get an inherent value, especially if that was put in under an M1 agreement that has mm. more value on your home than just a lower payment than they could get if it didn't have solar at all. So you'd be cheating right. yourself as a seller to not take that into account.
1: Mm. No, I guess I guess the trick would be if they, if they, if they want to buy the system outright from the from the solar provider.
3: Yeah, it's hard to attach a yeah. value of what one of those systems would be worth. A lease system, you know, that's going on 6-7 years and you're like, okay, listen. You certainly
1: wouldn't charge a retail rate.
3: No, but I mean, how do you that's going back to what I said, how do you assess the true value of the system? Well,
0: let me take a shot at it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right? So, like, let's say, for example, you're <laughs> at year eight, We've got four minutes, right? Year eight, and you're on a 20 year, PPAs are 20 years, right, Eddie? Is that right? They're, they're, still, they're typically signed yeah, to 20. Yeah, and,
4: and, and just really quickly to let you know how it's currently done is if you want to buy out of a PPA for most companies, they're going to take your monthly payment. Divi- uh, multiply that by the number of months times the number of years left and that's going to be your buyout cost.
0: That's buyout cost. Okay, gotcha. okay so whatever's left on that. So if you're at year eight you got 12 years of payments if you're paying 200 bucks a month then boom you just kind of okay, multiply it out and that's your buyout cost. So that's the standard then.
2: Did you say we that's have four minutes left? Four minutes. Okay, yes. I'm getting my one question. In. Oh, here
0: we go. Amy's got, <laughs> <laughs> Amy, Amy warned me. She's like, "Don't worry, I'll take care of myself. I'll jump in whenever I need to." I, I so I hope it's not coming by email. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: no go for yeah, it, Amy. Yeah. Please take the floor. I, I think, in um, you know, simplistic terms, you know, I, I'm not a solar expert. I don't, I don't spend too much time following it. You know, where are we at right now with the average homeowner that has decided, you know, I want to get solar? Um, We've seen firsthand here on Maui, We you know, we had the craze and then we had the grid closed down. We've heard things like it's at capacity. You know, where are we truly at?
0: Just, yeah, that's just the the really kind of meat and potatoes of the whole thing. I mean, we are in a great... Uh, kind of time. Yeah. I think Anthony has called it the, uh, what is it, solar worlds, solar yeah. wars, in the Solar Wars? In the Solar
3: Wars of Hawaii, we're at the very beginning of Part 2. You <laughs> yes. know, we're oh, at that's the great. very beginning <laughs> of Empire Strike. <laughs> it's the best time in the state of Hawaii to go solar because you can buy battery technology and PV panels, and you can throw a small system up that after-tax incentives is $5,000, and you can power a decent-sized room in your house. Like that. And if are you, you
2: needing Miko to sign off nope. on any of I mean, this. Yes, you do. Excuse so, me, you do. Okay.
3: I the
0: second part yeah. of that, yeah. ans, that, that yeah. answer is really that uh, it has a lot to do with the available utility programs right? So there are more approved and pending, kind of to be clarified utility programs simultaneously now than there ever been in the past. So we have you know, while NEM is gone and CGS is gone, these were just the basic backfeeding programs. Now we have something called CGS Plus, which is about, uh, what did we 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 estimate that at about 6,000 homes. Is that right, Jay? Was it? I can't remember the numbers exactly because they're 50% of of production. So we have CGS Plus, that's a big, nice little bucket right there that'll come and go. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has its own kind of parameters. We also have CSS, which has no kind of theoretical cap on it yet yep. although we may see something soon uh, and then we have also nem export right uh, no i'm sorry net was it smart export smart <laughs> excuse export, me guys doing yeah. in a lot of terms these days smart export which is a battery program where you can uh, you could actually sell energy to the grid you know and then what's the last one oh nem expansion, expansion that's yeah. the big one right so yeah. i have nem and i want more power yeah. i want more energy so all those programs together
2: Equal <laughs> options. Yeah. and So the one word answer would be we now have options. Yes. Options. Yeah. Right. And, have... The, and the technology
1: has matured to a point where there are really attractive <laughs> options in that, yeah. in that realm as well. are my favorite right? techies.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, that's the, that's the key thing. I and mean, we had some options before back in 15 when them went away, but we didn't have a technology to do it. <laughs> so we're sitting there going, right. oh, no. Right. Now we have both. We're sitting sitting pretty. Hey, Eddie, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the solar coaster. It's so great to hear your voice and to have your, your insights and your, your knowledge. You've been teaching me for years. And you continue to do it, man. Thank you so much.
4: Hey, well, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate the opportunity. And, um, you know, uh, i love to continue this conversation at any point and go really into depth if, if anybody in the real estate world wants to have that talk.
0: What's the name of your company, Eddie? Uh, PV and Spec. PV and Spec. And we have... Uh, Amy Webb here from Elite Lending. Would you like to give a last little uh, shout out?
2: I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. All
0: right, thank you, Solar Anthony, for coming on board as yes, usual. I, Jason Vericart, my partner and friend. Thank you. Hey, folks, this has been the Solar Coaster. Uh, we are a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County, sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonnen Battery, Pika Energy, and Sun Drum Solar. If you want to be a sponsor for us in the future, do what Jay said. Check us out on our website and send us a mail. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, folks. You. <laughs> you want to jump in, Jay? Up. Just have a great weekend. <laughs> Aloha Friday, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in.